0: Whenever you're ready. Hello, welcome to another episode of Andrew's Mason Podcast. I'm your host, James Santana, and it's always a, a joined by my big green sidekick, Hunter Van Lira. <laughs> Hulk, smash, Hunter
1: Smash, big green, come on, you threw me off, you changed it. <laughs> I I of course. is round two of us <laughs> attempting to record uh, our She Hulk episode. Hey man, Zencaster, it's a double edged sword.
0: Yeah, well, I know, it works well when we want to use it.
1: Yeah, we and had to then, do the same thing last time, so yeah, you know, at least it's consistent.
0: Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, uh, we can get through this episode without killing ourselves.
1: I mean, let's so let's pound through this news real quick.
0: Yes, uh, so, it's all the nuance we normally have.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, all the nuance. We're so good at that. So uh, Ezra Miller on an apology tour, seeking treatment while Warner Brothers discusses the future of the role for Flash and the movie.
0: Again, this goes this. <gasps> This, again, this coincides with the idea that they were supposed to do three ideas with the movie. Whether it was to cut it completely, um, keep him of press tours, or try to do something different with him uh, being involved. But clearly, they have to get rid. They have to do something with Ezra Miller. Uh, so, yeah, this is kind of his, like, fucking apologies.
1: This is, like, the first time I've seen, like, a huge company not scrap a movie due to, like, cancel culture. Or, like, just trying to separate themselves fully from the actor. Like why are they like hedging so much on Ezra Miller right now? I understand the Flash was one of the breakout characters in the DCEU even though they're only mid. Like Yeah. Dude, just just dip. Warner Brothers did it with Harry <laughs> Potter where they recast Grindelwald like 10 times. So why not just recast Barry Allen?
0: I know. I know. That's I, I think they're trying to make it like,
1: I, I think Ezra Miller has, like, dirt on people in Hollywood. I mean, he probably does. <laughs> not, not to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but there's so much nonsense that goes on behind the scenes with this guy, this person, I'm sorry. And jeez, man, jeez. I know. Like, you, Dan I... Snyder, like, is a weird foot guy, and he gets canceled. Oh, Ezra Miller is kidnapping mm-hmm. people and has a cult and has, yeah. like, weapons around children and... And is, is committing r- burglary. Yep, yeah, and, that's, that's your flash people. And you know, not canceled, still has movies. Yep. I'm not defending Dan Schneider in any way possible. I'm just comparing the two heinous acts of two in, two people, where one a little bit more heinous than the other.
0: Allegedly, I mean, obviously,
1: allegedly, so we don't know the deep, dark Dan Schneider rabbit hole. We no, don't know well. how deep that goes. But to the, the public, to, to, to the public knowledge. Ezra Miller doing a lot worse right now.
0: Yeah. No, I gotcha. <sighs> it just has to do something.
1: Yeah, And I'm I mean, I'm glad they're doing something. I'm glad that Ezra, they're like pushing Ezra Miller to seek help. I'm glad Ezra Miller seems pretty receptive to it. I just hope that it is longer than six months. Yes. Because like, most of the rehab stuff goes on for six weeks to six months, depending on severity and stuff. So I really hope that Ezra Miller takes a dip for a year, comes back, does an apology thing and then does like one or two weird indie movies and then is brought back into the greater fold of hollywood they don't got to be flash again they could even be flash again i just i just need something to change i know we can't keep talking about ezra miller every week <laughs> oh i mean i mean we could, you know. we could make a whole podcast about it just, ezra just miller. About the, the, the follow the exploits ezra miller. of ezra miller Exactly, uh, that'd be a podcast. Someone's got to start that try, True Crime Documentary podcast.
0: Yeah, no, uh, that could be
1: us. Deja Miller True Crime podcast.
0: I guess me, <laughs> you, and John.
1: Uh, oh man, the Flash movie isn't real. That's what it'll be called.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, yes.
1: Uh, all right, let's move on to let's keep it to Warner Brothers. Leslie Grace. Yes, yes Leslie keeping Grace her as Batgirl. Yes, they are still eyeing
0: her as Batgirl for another movie. Again, this has more to do with the idea of moving her from a lower budget, quote unquote, streaming movie to a bigger budget blockbuster movie so they can put it in theaters. It, again, we know the problems with Batgirl, some from it being people not understanding why Michael Keaton was Batman, not understanding uh, why what, everything else that was going on in that movie because they needed because of what was going on in it.
1: Yeah. Um, the Flash and the wider DCEU's nonsense because Warner Brothers is trying to get their own Kevin Feige to, to like brainstorm the next 10 years of content. I'm like, if you want my opinion, hard reset. Hard yeah. reset.
0: Hard reset's the only way as to go. As much out. as
1: I like the cast, like Gal Gadot is an amazing Wonder Woman, Black Adam is The Rock, awesome. And they're still making these movies, but people like The Rock and Gal Gadot are pushing these films forward. So yeah, absolutely. you could do a soft reset where you get rid of the characters you don't like, I would say keep Henry Cavill. I would say keep Ben Affleck, Wonder Woman, and Black Adam.
0: And Shazam.
1: Shazam. But Shazam could also change because, you know, he changes from adult to kid. So he can change to a different adult. I like the Shazam movies, though. But, like, Aquaman, give or take. It's not that I don't like the Aquaman movies. It's just that Aquaman, it's just that with a lot of the hate surrounding what's going on in the Aquaman universe, if you just cut that stuff, you can even keep Jason Momoa. Just changes look a tiny bit. I don't know, man. It's it's hard to do soft reboots with these things because Marvel hasn't had to do it yet. <laughs> no, they don't. So That's there's no thing. basis on like a soft reboot for a franchise. It's all just been hard reboots, like with the Dark Universe or whatever, and the Mummy and all that nonsense. It's just hard reboots for for monster movies and stuff. So I don't know.
0: No, of course, and yeah. the whole thing, like I, they they got to do something.
1: Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Oh Christ alive! Big yawn.
0: Oh yeah, forgetting exhausted.
1: Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's getting late. I know. All right. A uh, little bit more Warner Brothers stuff. You want to talk yes. about? Yes, uh, we we Ruby yes. we have Ruby. Uh, Just
0: news. we have Justice League of Ruby. Uh, Justice League, Justice League Ruby Frost, superheroes, superheroes, and Huntsman coming out uh, uh, animated. Yeah. Um, hopefully in the style of the. <laughs> Sorry, right the order. It's like. <laughs> oh, <here she> is. <laughs> Yep, she's about to get ready for bed. She's in it. Oh, here you go. Sorry, she's going off to bed. There you go. Uh, Anyway, we have, hopefully, it's in the art style and animation of the Ruby Ice Queendom. uh, Yeah, that'd be cool.
1: I would love to see Batman and Etc. cast as anime, but also I'd want to see them in the Ruby style too, so it's a little bit of tit for tat. It is cool that they're doing part one. Indicating sequel, yes, which is so. hopefully very great, exciting. very cool. exciting. Hopefully the movie's good and part two is, actually comes out. And I kind of hope that they do the same thing they did with Long Halloween, where it's like six months maybe in between.
0: Yeah, you Except need a like close...
1: Infinity War Endgame Game where it's like a whole year.
0: <laughs> right, you don't. You need it close, but not so far away.
1: Yeah, cool.
0: Yeah, you know, so So um, after that, we have. Uh, Poison Ivy, the comic book, uh, comic book expands to 12 issues, um, really solely based on sales. Uh, this has some more to do with good marketing between it being released when, uh, Holly Quinn, uh, Holly Quinn Season 3 is out. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is a main, uh, she is a lead character in it. So, that's good. It's just cool yeah, to see. Yeah, the Poison
1: Ivy book so far so good, you know, and it's great that it's doing big sales. And, uh, I'm glad that, not, I was about to say indie characters.
0: Uh-oh. Okay, no, nope.
1: You back? Yep. Yeah. Oh, there he is. He's back. Yeah. Sorry. You blanked out fully. I didn't even hear you. Oh, jeez. So, I'm glad you're back now.
0: Because <laughs> you no an indie character. Uh, okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, not not an indie character. A lower tiered character in the DC mythos is yes. getting a expanded. Like, it's very, not so often you see comic books get brought into, oh, there's more issues. Usually, it's like, oh, we had to cut them. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad that they're actually like expanding series into into longer ones. And hey, maybe it'll be expanded to 18 issues and get a third volume. That'd be cool.
0: Hey, maybe. know.
1: They did it recently with Swamp Thing, where it was announced as like a 6 or a 12, and then it got pushed to 18 or 16 or something. Right. So that's really cool. Pretty cool. So keep going.
0: Good uh, job, DC. <laughs> yeah, they're doing, something, they're doing something good. You know. So I'm not against it. It's a cool idea.
1: Last bit of DC news.
0: Yes. We have multiverses, which apparently I still have to play. Oh, that's um, good.
1: Very good. I know.
0: I know. I want to play. and it, It's it, free. It, I, it is. I know it's free.
1: It is free? Yeah, it's free, but you don't get every character. When you play the tutorial, you unlock Wonder Woman. And then they have either weekly or monthly rotations of characters. But if you spend a little bit of extra moolah, you can get all the characters all at once. Or if that's you just play the game, you get enough tokens to buy characters. And you can get a yeah. character pretty quickly.
0: That's exactly what. So we're it's at. not
1: too bad. And now, along with the season one, they're starting, which has R- Morty from Rick and Morty as the first character. They're adding Black Adam, Stripe, and Rick. Jesus. So, well, Black, for DC, yeah, Black he's Adam. DC. the reason why we're talking about
0: it. Yeah, that's <laughs> the only reason why Black Adam's a really dope character. And I like to again, I'm a big fan of DC online, so I like to see DC characters in other things. Um, yeah. and also I'll play as Ultra uh, Super Saiyan Shaggy anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's he's quite fun. Yeah. Big sandwich.
0: So after that, uh, you want to take the range on this Valiant story, dude?
1: Oh, no. I want to save that for last because I feel like okay. you have some insider information. Uh,
0: nothing that. crazy.
1: No, no, but... not that they've said anything to you, the store, directly. But I'm saying like you just with your extended knowledge of the industry. Oh, that's like, They right. have a little bit more information on this. So let's skip that. We'll come back to it. Let's do Deadpool. Deadpool's finally back at Marvel. Not Yay. licensing-wise, just ongoing-wise. It's been a bit. Yes. It's been a hot minute since Deadpool's had an ongoing series, or since they've even popped up in books, right?
0: Yes, so the last time we saw him was the King of Staten Island, not the Davidson movie. Um,
1: Yeah, where he's Monster Island.
0: Yes, now it's Monster Island, which is still Staten Island.
1: Yeah, the Kelly Thompson run. Now we got Alyssa Wong and Martin Coccolio on there.
0: Every time we see Alyssa Wong, I think of, uh, what's her name, from... uh, The Comedian, The Comedian, yes. Every time. originally,
1: Originally, I thought... It was the same person, not because I'm racist, because A.L. Wong, I was like, oh, shit, my brain instantly filled Ali. So I was like, Ali Wong is writing comics. That's amazing. And then I was like, oh, it's Alyssa Wong. Still great. Yeah. <laughs> no, no shame to Alyssa Wong. It's just, you know, the brain autofills. It does. Yeah. Initially, when they first started writing Afra I was like, wow, OK, you got a comedian to write it. That's cool. Still great. Still writes good comedy. So I'm glad that they're on Deadpool now. They just recently did Iron Fist, and they're still doing uh, Doctor Aphra. But it seems like Doctor Aphra might be coming to an end soon, just like story wise.
0: That's because they are. That's because there's a new announcement. They well, are they're doing, gearing up
1: Hidden Empire.
0: Yes, it's Hidden okay. Empire is coming, yeah. and not only that, they're doing a one shot called Star Wars Revelations, which will be a um kind of tie in. Uh, leading to after um or leading up to uh hidden empire
1: okay cool cool kind of like um not allegiance what was that one uh it was like right before the last arc in the 2015 run they had like a one-shot i forget what it was called anyway it was cool it was kind of like the revelation thing you're talking about where it's just like a chunk of star wars characters yes doing stuff not like an anthology series but like just a one shot that like bridges the gaps or whatever so very cool keeping on the star wars train go james, ahead. i get to i get to geek out a bit so star wars visions season two we know it's coming coming to disney plus hopefully the end of the year but probably beginning of next year uh the showrunner james waugh w-a-u-g-h he teased that in season two they're going to move beyond anime styles and go to other animation styles. So they're not just sticking with the traditional Japanese anime or Chinese or Korean anime. They're going with other art styles. We could see something like Claymation. We could see stuff like the Avatar The Last Airbender series, the Canadian animation, I believe, or oh, French oh, oh, animation. Oh, that you or, you or, or we could see puppets.
0: <laughs> oh my god.
1: We could see puppets suckers. because... Yes, well, it's not a typical animation. It is still a different type of art style, and you could put some CGI in there, but the puppets come to ber- come to my brain because of the Henson Company, what? they are under Disney's thumb right now in a good way, at least to my knowledge. To where they're still doing the Muppet stuff. They have other things in the works. I believe they helped with that Disney Plus, like uh, the the big alien that like interviewed celebrities or whatever that thing. He was a puppet made by the Henson Company, I believe, and it's some of the uh, puppets at Galaxy's Edge too, I believe. Yes. So, why not do a puppet Star Wars? That'd be amazing. Jeez. Uh, you know you'd watch it. Shut up.
0: <laughs> uh, I can't. I, I can't for the life of me. Yeah, this is a this is a good idea.
1: Well, I mean, the Star Wars visions is barely canon. I I make it fit because I'm a crazy person, but not, not that it contradicts anything. It's just no. some of them just don't place as easy and don't aren't specific. They're just kind of like, and this is a Jedi story, which is fine. Yeah, of course. But like, puppets, puppets, puppets.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh,
1: is puppeteering animation? We'll see. <laughs>
0: it is. I an consider
1: anime. it animation, just a little bit. It is. All right. Last bit of news, James, before we get to our topic, which is She-Hulk. Yes. Uh, writer Steve Fox he Announced that Archer and Armstrong Forever will be ending with issue four, and Valiant Entertainment is going to be cutting back to one release a month. Okay, so <sighs> dude, what's going on?
0: Okay, so funny enough, uh, that this we got this article, this article came out, and then we got a call from them the same week. Apparently, this was even being covered by um, Late and Cool. But what was happening is that like their PR people are going like full Like scorched earth, like we got to make sure it looks like everything's up on the up and up. uh
1: I mean, so let me get into this real quick. I got the article pulled up, it's on uh, I'm reading it off CBR, written by Brandon Shearer. Uh, it was posted five days ago, but you know how we do the news. So, Valiant Entertainment, like I said, they cut Archer Armstrong at, at four, even though it was supposed to be an ongoing, and at least they had covers and solicits through issue six. So, it's weird that it's getting canceled at four, but whatever. They said that they are just dropping to one book a month with Bloodshot Unleashed starting in September, which is going to start the monthly. But Book of Shadows just started with Cullen Bunn, and it's getting put on hiatus until 2023, January, but still. And then Exo War is going to start in March. So what are they doing? I remember when I first started comics back in ye olde 2012, (laughs) 10 years ago. Valiant was on the up. They had so many crossover books and at least four titles releasing a month. And it, I don't, what happened? Besides bad idea. So,
0: before this, like around the same time you started reading, they are bought by a Chinese company. That's why, actually, the, their movie rights are split between two companies. This Chinese, Movie Company, and Universal. Mm. Um, so... That was a starting off, a starting point. That's when they remember when they released they they wanted to release that fan film on YouTube.
1: Oh yeah, uh, Ninja ninjack versus the Valiant Universe. That still yeah. came out, but then it was took taken down immediately. You because can still it, find it
0: though. Yeah, that was the start of when they wanted to do like a lot of changes. Uh, then you eventually had people like leaving the company, which mm-hmm. we're, that's what we're currently at. Well, yeah, a bunch our- of
1: uh, editorial people and some writers left and started a bad idea. Yes. Which seems okay. like a cash grab to me, but, you know, I'm not in the industry, nor do I want to throw shade or cancel myself. Well, it's not
0: but throw shade or cancel yourself. It's, it's true, because it is a cash grab. Which, it just seemed like a cash it didn't grab. Because it didn't go anywhere.
1: Yeah, and, they, and they're still promising a final wave of books, but I have yet to see anything.
0: So. Exactly. Um, after that, you have... The biggest thing is what's going on now, where there's a massive resignations, and massive layoffs going on right now uh, at Valiant uh, currently so mm-hmm. w- we'll see uh, it's it's bizarre to be honest
1: it's crazy they used to be like number four I would say like Marvel DC Image Dark Horse Valiant were around like the same rankings and now it's just like they produce one book a month like that's crazy and you and that's the whole thing you can't sustain yourselves. I understand if they're only sustaining themselves by doing one book a month because printing costs money, or they can't pay the writers, or the Chinese company that bought them out is like really hammering on, like hammering them down. But like, geez, man,
0: that's not enough. You, it's, it's I'll be honest good. with you; that you can't be like, oh, we're or we're, we're losing that much money.
1: Like, how much money are you really losing releasing two books a month? Because that's what they were doing. They were releasing two to three books a month, where they did. Armorclad, Clad, they did uh, Harbinger, and then they launched Archer and Armstrong right around yeah. the same time. Like, yeah, books, how much... Books. Like, like, and, and that's... Archer and Armstrong like kind of launched the same week Armor ended. Yeah. So it's, it's not even like it had too much crossover. Harbinger is also done. That ended with issue 8. So right now, Valiant just has Archer and Armstrong, and then soon... I mean, besides Book of Shadows, which is getting delayed, it has uh, Bloodshot Unleashed. But it's just... It, it's driving me up a wall, just a little bit, to see, like, the fall from grace this company's had. I, When I first started reading books, I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to, like, if I ever get into the industry, I'd love to write these characters. Now it just feels like it's going to be impossible to get my foot in the valiant door, and I don't even know if I want to. It's true, because you're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah, like, oh, I'll have a book, and, and then what, seven months later, it's, like, going to come out? <laughs> what the hell? Whole thing, it doesn't make any sense, and, and that's the, the, the biggest problem that you want I understand. Industry stuff, blah blah blah, things take time, you got to solicit stuff, but one book a month,
0: yeah. What are you doing? Like, like, literally, what are you doing?
1: Like, there are smaller companies that do more than that, 100%. And this 100%. is like a bigger one, like, it, it's just crazy. They have a theatrically released film, not a lot of any companies can say that, and like Scout Comics, for example, they push out like, five or six books a month, usually. And a lot of them are funded through the creators themselves as opposed to being funded by the company, because Valiant is a licensed kind of deal, instead of like, a creator-owned, but like, it's it's still crazy that smaller publishing companies are beating out Valiant right now, book-wise, and it's just weird to think, you know?
0: It's actually completely ridiculous.
1: It's astronomically crazy. Ugh. I don't know what to do, man. Uh, Steve Fox went on to thank everybody that worked on the book, and he's saying that it has a New Hope-style ending. Not a brutal cliffhanger, but it still has a cliffhanger because it was canceled before it could finish. So it's going to have, like, a happy note, but still, like, oh, man, it's still a cliffhanger. So Yeah. You, uh, it's so stupid.
0: <sighs> I get it, but whatever.
1: Yeah, I get it. I mean, if they would come out and give us a little bit, like, of... uh Better explanation. Yeah. Right now, it's kind of just like I mean, it's mostly just Steve Fox talking about it, and then them just explaining what they're gonna do. There's no like reasoning behind it. They're just like, "This is happening." Yeah, like I would like a reason, you know? Like uh, I'm not looking for one. Like, oh man, I need one. Blah blah blah. I would just I would like one. Exactly. Like to see what's going on because maybe they could do like a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter if they're like losing money or something. 100%. People people pay for, I'd pay for Valiant books on Kickstarter. I would? Yeah. Especially if you keep doing the Annie Potty Brothers stuff. I love them. Those are the ones I read. I read Eternal Warrior, Ivar, and Arden Armstrong. What? minis work. Yeah, the minis work. Like, when they had ongoings, you know, it was, I guess, like, you know, with Bloodshot and Ninja, Ninja K or Ninjack, and then exo um, uh, Manowar, those were, like, long-lasting ongoing. And then all the other books like *Archer and Armstrong* had like twelve issues usually, but like man, they're going back to like four to six max. It's crazy.
0: It's uh, we'll see,
1: we'll say Yeah,
0: it's a so. stone. Let's jump into our topic of the week. Topic of the week. Uh, funny enough, this act, uh, I was talking to someone else last night. Apparently, S.H.I.E.L.D. does not premiere tomorrow. She premieres on Thursday.
1: Well, technically, when the podcast airs, it premieres tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, they pushed it back because um, it's going to be, re- the last couple episodes will be releasing the same time as Andor, I believe. Okay. So they uh, didn't want the last three episodes to get overshadowed by Andor. That's right. I think that's what happened. That's Because they pushed Andor back like a month, but if they didn't push it back a month, they'd be coming out around the same time, yes. like for sure, instead of just like, maybe. So they pushed it to Thursday, which is fine. It doesn't really matter to me. I'll still watch it. It's just, you gotta wait a day later now. All it is. Yeah. So, she, uh,
0: we were talking about Jennifer Walters, She-Hulk, uh, just about her in general, uh, we'll do a whole thing about the compare and contrast and like the thing when we do the episode. It's, yeah, uh, we'll bring
1: John on, our MCU yeah. guy. Uh, I don't know if I said it last time, but we're going to wait for the I Am Groot spoiler cast until the last five shorts have released, because they said oh. they're going to release more. So I'd rather wait till we have ten to talk about instead of five. Oh, exactly. So I Am Groot would take a bit, but we'll get there.
0: Exactly. So, uh, Jennifer Walters first appearing in the Savage Hulk number
1: 1, February of 1980. Which really? Was crazy her fun. first appearance was her own title? Yeah, it was. Wow, they don't do that a lot. Nowadays they yeah. do, obviously. But back in the day, it was like, you appeared in Journey into Mystery 72, you know, yeah. like Hulk Incredible Hulk 57.
0: You, you, you waited for 20 years, and then you finally got your own solo book. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was back in the old day. Now it's like, oops, Savage Shield, here she is. Wow, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Uh,
0: so Jen it was a lawyer uh, who was shot because uh, some mops and nonsense. <laughs> yeah,
1: we love mops and nonsense.
0: Uh, and in turn, she was critically injured. She was going to die. They called her brother in. Uh, who, uh, her cousin, sorry. Yeah. Her cousin, Bruce Banner, uh, who gave her a blood transfusion, and because of that, uh, it gave her a milder form of the Hulk, um, transformation. And she
1: got some gamma radiation!
0: But she was able to control it
1: better yes. than, um, better um, than Hulk. Was,
0: yeah, because it was only through blood transfusion, it wasn't directly, like, actually going into gamma itself. Yeah,
1: and she could hold her form better, too.
0: Yes. Um, in reality, um, uh, in reality, she, Jeff Walters was created by, as She-Hulk by uh, Stan Lee, uh, who only wrote the first issue of the series. He did not write the rest of the series.
1: He created, wrote, and then dipped. He was like, "Bye." Yeah. <laughs> kind of love that.
0: And that was his last. Uh, that was his last Marvel character he created until Ravenger in uh, Ravenger twenty ninety
1: nine. Oh man, Stan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. The major reason why he decided to do this was because he saw how well the show, the uh, the, sh- the TV show Incredible Hulk was doing, and the show the, the bionic woman was doing, so he was like, how about we combine those?
1: And so why not do that? that? <laughs> that's cool.
0: That's exactly what he did. Um, because of that, they made She-Hulk, like, they wanted to make her more of a independent, uh, independent character, uh, and a, and a strong independent woman character on her own, so that's why mm. Hulk's not really in her series.
1: Yeah, he appears um, when he has to, but
0: and even then it's not crazy.
1: Yeah, uh, like here's blood. Okay, bye.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so she started off as a very like in the beginning. Of course, clearly she was she was savage. Uh, she was for a reason. Um, when they when she would transform, uh, she would when she would transform. She would in the beginning. She didn't know she was transforming. Mm-hmm. Every like out states. Ah, uh, uh, in the beginning, um. And then later on, she uh, got more control of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but really, her major thing is that she's a lawyer, and she represents, like, superhumans.
1: Yeah, because she is a superhuman. The, the TV show is really pushing into that, like, oh, you're a superhuman. You're going to do superhuman law that we want to pass. And, and, and you know, you're going to be our first spokesperson. And she's like, I just want to do regular law. And they're like, sucks. You're great yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Through it Again, the, she- the, she- the, she- the show also leans against a leans and John Byrne run, which I'll get to in a second.
1: Yeah, it's gonna have a tiny bit of the fourth wall breaking stuff that Slot Run had as well. Yes. Yeah. So um, you know, I'm interested to say the least. Yeah. Um, well, I hear it's testing very well. People are saying it's the best D- Disney Plus Marvel show, and I'm like, they say that about every single one of them, but maybe this one will be the best. <laughs>
0: that's true. We'll, we'll see. That's when the, when you guys are lying to me. I feel like um, I've said that every time one
1: comes out,
0: but, you know. So after this, <laughs> we'll see. She, uh, after this she decides to stay in her uh, She-Hulk form for almost permanently, quote-unquote. Um, and then she then becomes a sensational She-Hulk. This is the run where the show looks like she's going to be pulling a lot from. Mm-hmm. This is the fall-breaking. This is the comedy. This is the cover of her in the purple – the pink cover or the purple cover with her holding the X-Men books saying, oh, boys, you know, if I don't, if you don't buy my book, I'll tell you your X-Men comics. Uh, this is the funny, charismatic one. This is her, uh, after she joined the FF for a long time. But she joined the FF for a little bit after the thing left the team after Secret Wars.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, she was his replacement. Um, outside of that, she ended up just being, like, a lord. It, it, they lean into the comedy aspect, so she had, like, weirder villains, like Dr. Bong, and she fought, and, uh, the the. A circus of crime um and then she had they introduced a gray she She-Hulk version which was like in issue seven, 15 um and then in 17 they discovered that she was like being manipulated to but she could also hear voices that was where sort the of comedy comes from like that fourth world breaking
1: mm-hmm. uh start,
0: start coming in uh, and she also works for here higher for a little bit so yeah,
1: she was, she dabbled with the fantastic 4 too correct or not in this yeah. run I just
0: run the run before in oh, the, okay. At the end of her Savage She-Hulk yeah. run, she joins the FF, and then the oh, session okay. also she was just leaving the FF. Exactly.
1: Um,
0: later on, because of the Scarlet Witch, she is um, she becomes she when she transforms from Jennifer to She-Hulk, she becomes like like what Banner does, like this monster thanks Wanda for another monster shit. So she ends up like leaving for a little bit. Um, so it takes on the story of, like, the, like, the wandering hero story, like, in the, uh, Carole Hulk TV shop.
1: Okay, so she's kind of just a hard-traveling hero. She's bouncing around, yeah. helping people. Yes. Oh,
0: okay. uh, After that, uh, they kind of condense it in issue four of the She-Hulk. They change the name from to she was just regular She-Hulk, eventually, um, where she ends up taking all of her forms, like, and, and like, condensing them to one persona. Uh, they bring this back up in uh, the Avengers run uh, with Jason Aaron, where she's big, like big, big Green Hulk, and then she eventually comes back to like not, like her regular looking Hulk self. Mm-hmm. She has the, big, the big courtroom scene in that comic is the same one from back in this issue. Okay. Um, other than that, she gets a gamma charger, which allows her to get uh, full control over her transformations, which is uh, she decides to stay as Jennifer Woolf. Um, after the event of Search for She-Hulk, um, she it's still so this is where the law division comes from. That's the one in the show.
1: Yeah, uh, superhuman law stuff.
0: Edmund Lieberman, Kurtzberg, and Holloway, which are all names of created um uh, Marvel bullpen writers. Yeah. Um, that's her the firm she goes back to. So she's back to being um just she hulk attorney at law. Um, after mm-hmm. that she. Do much. She uh, she has a minor role in Civil War, um, because uh, of, the, of the Registration Act. She supports the restock That's a really big thing. for Yeah, her. that was around
1: the Dan Slott era, right?
0: Um, and then she in 2016, uh, she uh, became drafted in Shield because of uh, signing up for being reg- uh, registered. Uh, the next big story after that is World War, uh, World War Hulk, which does involve the entire Hulk family? Um. Not much after that. She forms like a micro defenders team. Uh, it's her, Angel, and a couple other people mm-hmm. uh, trying to make sure the Hulk doesn't uh, help Hulk get uh, help people get out of Manhattan while Hulk terrorizes the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Um, really, nothing crazy. It's a post-war Hulk again, um, where they want her, like the Living Tribunal is. So, they want her to be. Like, the, again, this goes back into the comedy aspect of it, mm-hmm. where like, you want to make her, like, this kind of, like, figurehead of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> uh, and it's, like, the deciding between, like, which version of her to use, like, the alternate version of her or this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is just a fun, like, doofy stuff that goes on from here on out. Um, there's a whole storyline where she sh- sleeps with Juggernaut.
1: Yeah, we love Juggies.
0: Like no, it really wasn't her. It was for her from Earth Universe A, which is Universe A, is a universe where only two superheroes have powers, which are the Thing and Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> um, sure, I guess.
1: <laughs> but
0: it's Ben Grimm, it's Ben Grimm and Reed, but flipped the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they allow travel to other universes. So the Jennifer Walters from this universe came to ours with She Hulk, and then stuff with, with Juggernaut. Um, that was only recon because it's just a weird story. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, nothing much. She, until, not until, she not even, I would say, Dark Reign. Dark mm-hmm. Reign's, like, the biggest story for her. And that's because she has, a, uh, there's a miniseries that came out, which was the all-new Savage She-Hulk, uh, in which she fights Lyra. Lyra is an alternate version, alternate reality daughter of Hulk and Thundra. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she takes up the, the nickname Savage She-Hulk. while Jed has Seahawk and she took her own as, like, a protege after that which was really cool. And then the storyline of Hulk 600 starts where all the, uh, that's the Red Hulk, Hulk, Hulk storyline stuff.
1: Ah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the Red Hulk stuff getting crazy. Yeah. So
0: between that, so I'll tie it all together between that and then the book called The Incredible Hulks, which is actually really awesome, uh, which was a Hulk family book. It was uh, Jen and Scar and Lyra and Betty and uh, uh, General Ross and Banner uh and rick jones it was actually a really cool run it was like them being a family going into Hirokala. um that's we got to see jen kind of you got to see this like big sister role with her which i really like when she was with lyra a lot mm-hmm. uh, And after that it's really not much she kind of disappears um for a bit because she didn't have her, her own series
1: yeah, she bounced around a bit on teams. I think she was in the FF run that Matt Fraction did, not the Fantastic Four, but like the yeah. The, the one Allred did covers for with Ant Man and Alicia. Yeah. And then during cool. the original Marvel, now in 2014, Charles Soule did a run.
0: Yes. So with that, F- F- that
1: brought it back to more lawyer stuff, I think.
0: Yeah. So, hmm. <sighs> sorry. So um, with really jen so well i'll do ff first because in timeline order it goes ff so in ff she is each member of the ff is picked handpicked by a leaving member so the thing picks jen to replace him on the team uh because duh because she did he did that for her in the past Mm -hmm. uh and then again just fun wacky space adventures and they were supposed to be gone for three minutes and they were gone for days Mm -hmm. Uh but really the next big story
1: is the civil war two story Oh yeah, where she gets bipped by Thanos, yes. and this then while is... she's in her coma, her cousin dies. <laughs> this is the next,
0: this is the big story, which uh, I don't know if they're going to tie into it or lead to it in the show. You talking about
1: the Tamaki run? Yeah.
0: Um, in which Jen was now the Savage Hulk. Yeah, um, she became
1: Gray Hulk for a bit. Yeah, a, yeah, she got her own Gray variant.
0: And that was the storyline that ran for the, the next biggest, longest time. I, I uh, wouldn't
1: say longest. only got three volumes because of the Marvel Legacy nonsense. Yeah. But, uh, and I remember people not liking it too much, but I was a big fan. I thought it was really good. I know.
0: Um, but that's the whole thing. So
1: with that run, she became Big Grey Hulk. And then I forgot how that run ended. She kind, of, uh, she like resolves her inner peace with Big Grey Hulk. The leader gets a little annoying and like tries to take her gamma because that's what he does. And then she joins the Avengers, and she's green again. And then she gets, like, mega big. Well, and almost, uh, then so Rainbow Owl so... takes over. All right, so. Yeah. yeah Not Avengers. New mm-hmm. she book that just came out.
0: Yeah, because I was going to say, uh, with Avengers, that was the next big story for her, mm-hmm. which was uh, World War Gamma? Yeah, so, or, Ga- or Gamma uh, World something War. Something
1: like that, yeah, whatever Jason Aaron was doing. Yeah,
0: so Jason Aaron's run uh, of Avengers. They have her as this weapon that KiyoTe wanted to use against um, the the KiyoTe to use them against uh, Earth and this, the Kree for empire, during the Empire story. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's this big monster full of gamma radiation. Eventually, she's kidnapped by the Red Room uh, and the Soviet Guard and turns into this weapon, uh, also known as the she's the Red. Uh, they call the Red Widow. Red, not Red Widow. Oh God, it's something stupid too. Because it's not Red She-Hulk; it's something like um something Widow. uh because she has like the the white the she has a Black Widow suit on, but it's all white. I
1: think I think it's the Red Widow because the so, White Widow in quotes is Yelena, uh, I believe.
0: The yeah. Red Widow's on the team, anyway.
1: Yeah,
0: it was a dumb, dumb, dumb thing, but it was a way to rec- it was a way for her to go to her her normal self and then Rainbow, uh, Rainbow took over the book and now she's back to classic She-Hulk comedy fun stuff uh, with fun Hulk nonsense you know um, mm-hmm. outside of that I'll jump into alternate media for her because it's not much
1: yeah she's popped up in shows
0: yeah so I'll do alternate I hate alternate versions because it's not alternate versions uh, alternate media uh, she was in uh, she she was in the the animated series or the the live action ser- uh the anime sorry anime series uh 1982 was, I think it's 82. It's Hold on Disney Plus,
1: so you can go check it
0: out. Yes, I wanted to make sure I'm doing the right one. Hold on. No, oh gosh, no, it's like
1: like 81, 82.
0: It doesn't really matter. Yeah, anyway, Um. So she's in Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, voiced by voiced by Elijah Dushku, who voiced her also in Hulk: Age of Smash, which I didn't know Elijah Dushku did her voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, also her origin was different in uh, Hulk: Age of Smash. She was a stunt pilot hmm. in that Dumb Interesting. Um, she was in super. Uh, she was in superhero squad, but uh, I guess like. <laughs> yeah, superhero squad. Superhero squad.
1: Uh, I love superhero squad. She
0: was in uh Fantastic Four: World's Greatest Heroes uh that's
1: very underrated it only had like 26 episodes but oh, very oh, underrated
0: twice already on um, Disney plus our uh, voice by rebecca should yet i'm bad at names um she is in uh the incredible hulk this is the animated one uh voice the first season by lisa Zahn and then by Chris summer in season two okay um then she was in the Fantastic Four series. Uh, she made a cameo with a voice role. Uh, she was supposed to be in the television movie Death of the Doctor- Death of the Incredible Hulk, which was supposed to be um the live action the live action uh, a TV uh, made for tv movie that's tied into the anime into the live action show mm-hmm. of of the Hulk. Um, then, like I said, the first one was um the Incredible Hulk, which I, was, I think was the. Cartoon from back in the day in the 80s. Uh, she's by voice by Terry Carroll. Uh, she was also in, I thought, what's her name, played her in, uh, oh, duh. I'm looking at now. Two televised projects where uh, she failed to mentally realize a live action motion picture that was planned in the early 1990s with Larry Cohen as writer and director. Uh, and then 10 months later, Bridget Nielsen was supposed to play the role. Okay. I thought. Um, in the anime movie, it's uh, Nicole Oliver. Voiced her. And right, now we have in uh, this one, we have uh, what is her name? T- T- I was butchered this name. Titania...
1: Tatiana. Tatyana M- M- Menasli? No. Oh man, I need to see how the last name is spelled. No, you're right. Am I right, Ralph? Look at me go. I oh yeah, I was pretty close, I'd say. Yeah, Tatiana Meslani. She yes. was in uh, Orphan Black and she's popped up in movies before. I An know Orphan.
0: from uh, when they go, like, Oh, she's in uh, she's Jennifer Walton. I'm like, Yep, awesome. She was in the Walking Dead, is she Princess? Oh jeez.
1: You said she was in Walking Dead, right? No,
0: she was in Orphan
1: Black. Oh, I thought you said I said Orphan Black before, and then I thought you said she's also in The Walking Dead, and I was like, Who the fuck would she be in The Walking Dead? No, she was <laughs> in Orphan Dead. So I thought she was Princess. Yeah, no, she's awesome. Yeah. The, the cast for the um for She Hulk is crazy right now. Obviously you got Tim Roth, we got um, Mark Ruffalo. We also have Benedict Wong. We have Charlie Cox. Um, we got Ginger Gonzaga, who's a great character actress. We also have uh, J- Jamila Jamil. She's in uh, The Good Place. Yes, that's why I, like, I saw her. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. His cast is good. We also got John Bass. He's a, a comedian. He was in the Baywatch movie yes. uh, with The Rock. He's funny. Uh, Josh Segura, uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's cast as not available right now. So I'm guessing he's probably a super or one of the villains. So, wow. I'm excited to see who's under the frogman outfit. I'm thinking it's John Bass, but he might just be playing a lawyer friend. Not positive. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see shortly. Yeah, we'll see soon. I mean, we're, uh, so the, the episode titles, I think, got leaked? Let's see. Let's see if we got them somewhere in here. Um, uh, it doesn't look like they were named. Damn. I can find it, but I'm too lazy. We'll talk about it when we get to the spoiler cast in nine to ten weeks. <laughs> This is actually one of the longer Disney Plus shows. Yes, it is. Yeah, I was surprised when it got announced for nine because the other ones have been like six. It's so, about. yeah, I mean, obviously, a Falcon and Moon was Soldier was eight. No, no, it was, it was supposed to be eight, but it got cut to six. Yeah. WandaVision division started with nine, and then Loki was eight, and then it's only and then it's been six, and now it's back up to nine. Besides, um, what if that's different? Besides, right. what if?
0: So yeah, anything else you want to talk about, She Hulk fan?
1: No, what's your favorite run?
0: Uh, I don't have favorite run for She Hulk actually. So, I know I do. It's John Byrne, but I also like. But that's biased because I like John Byrne.
1: Yeah, big John Byrne fan. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm. A, I like the Tamaki run a lot, but I'm a big Charles Soule She Hulk fan. Okay. That book was just so good at reinventing. Not I didn't reinvent the character. It uh, just brought her back to like some just basic lawyery comedy roots to like yeah. the John Byrne style. Because Dan Slott did a pretty good job doing that but then he had to do so many tie-ins and i felt like it kind of lost its flair and that's then dan true. slott was also doing spider-man so he was pulling double duty yeah so then when charles Sol took over during marvel now i was like sweet and then she been passed around a bit writer to writer and now they're finally landed with rainbow Rowell, who's doing yes. a, who did runaways so i'm excited to yeah. see where that's gonna go they have to loosely tie into reckoning more but we'll see
0: right we'll see what happens there is a no, they should have been direct tie-in right from there, but we'll see what happens. It um, should have
1: been a direct tie-in just to get it off the ground, just to I be like, that. look. But at the same time, it's like you don't want to start a book with a tie-in, because they did that with um, Ghost Spider during the Spider-Geddon event. They launched her mini-series, uh, her, her ongoing. The first, like, three to four issues were Spider-Geddon tie in. So if you weren't reading Spider-Geddon, you're like, what the fuck is this? And then issue four is just like, oh, it's a new story. Oh, hey, So it's a it's, it's double-edged sword to start during an event, but... They have to kind of tie it in because they're introducing Jack of Hearts again, and that Jack of Hearts character is tied to Reckoning War, so it's like, (laughs) oh, oh yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah.
1: So yeah, my favorite run would be the Tamaki run or the Soul run for sure. I think Soul pushes it over just a little bit because the Tamaki run got uh, riddled with the retconning and rebooting and all that nonsense that Marvel was doing a couple years ago. So yeah, James, hit us up with the recommendations of the week. That's the new segment, right? That's my yep, no, 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 it
0: wasn't like a, a thing. My daughter,
1: I had to go get my daughter a bottle. <laughs> okay, all good.
0: There. Yeah. So, hey, hit us uh, up with the recommendations or whatever
1: new segment yeah. you got.
0: So, we're going to, it, it's, I don't know what we're going to call the segment, but this is what the segment's going to be. So, um, this week, we, I'm going to cover real quick like three books um, that I recommend that you should be checking out. Uh, starting off with The Last Starhawk, written by Philip Tan and uh, Brian Hall- uh, Halliburton. Art by Philip Tan uh, and Dan Enriquez, appears by Image Comics. This is a uh, the last Starhawk story, which is crazy. Um, they deep dive into the history of Starhawk. Not as Shadow a, Hawk. Shadowhawk. Shadowhawk. Why? Gonna damn it.
1: Starhawk um, is a game. Silverhawks is a show. Shadowhawks is a comic.
0: <laughs> and I literally wrote. Shadow, I, really, I really wrote uh, Starhawk on the the paper in front of me. Oh, that is not and Sohawk <laughs> is the uh Marvel guy. Um Oh yeah, he
1: is a Marvel guy
0: too. He was uh one played by um
1: what the hell is his name? Sylvester Stallone. Yeah.
0: Yeah uh, so the last Shadowhawk is uh the story about the last Shadowhawk. Uh it looks like it ties into the last run of the series. Um yeah. in which the uh the, the lead character each facing one of his villains. They explain like it goes through there's many There have been many Starhawks, uh, Star, Shadowhawks, Jesus, uh, Shadowhawks before and it will be after him. Um, it treats it almost like a Moon Knight scenario. Mm -hmm. Um, instead of one god, there's like five gods that look over the sky.
1: Okay. Um,
0: so it's very cool Moon Knight vibes. It's a one shot, so it's cool to check out. I think the thing with me is that, um, if you weren't from Image, like if you were from the Image era, like your dad, like, was, and like, he would like that book a lot.
1: Oh yeah, I'm only a fan of Shadowhawks because of my dad. Right, like that's and just one of those weird ones where I was like, "This is cool." <laughs> exactly. So I think that's what it is. Like I think, yeah, uh-huh. like my dad has been looking for that Profit one shot that came out. Oh, recently, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people put it back. Not <laughs> a lot of people put it back in their warehouse instead of in the back issue bin because it's a one shot, so yeah. <laughs> it's a bit harder to find. So my dad's like, "I like those books back in the day." So yeah, yeah he'd definitely be into the Shadowhawk books. Definitely right. really picked it up. Again, it's very well, not um, picked it up. Comes out tomorrow, tomorrow, but you sure. know what I mean. Yeah, but it's it's new
0: content. It, it's mm-hmm. a new story. But like I said, like it does, it feels like it should have. I think uh, what it should have done was they should have explained like the history of Shadow. It should been like a double sized one shot explaining yeah. Shadow Hawk, uh, throughout the ages, and just this happened to be one of their guys' stories.
1: Mm-hmm. It's it kind of reminds me of what Marvel did recently during the Legacy era, where they had like. Issue fifty-one of Darkhawk, issue like fifty-something of uh, Masters of Kung, uh, Master was it Master of Kung Fu? Yeah.
0: Kung Fu and
1: like yeah, yeah. and like Power, Power Pack. They just like finished up stories. It's kind of like Image is doing that now. Yeah, you know, but like with this one.
0: Yeah, but like the palm. I, I get why they're celebrating like the, the anniversaries of a lot of these characters.
1: Yeah,
0: but I'm like, uh, it, it, like I like the idea, but I think it's just it's just being poorly executed because it's hard to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. You know
0: what I mean? Like it, it's hard to be like this is what it is. Yeah, never read Shadow Hawk like before. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, you get, uh, it's not a reader friendly, is what you're oh.
0: Uh, next up, I want to talk about Avengers One Million BC.
1: Yeah, uh, Jason Aaron's winding down, yeah. right?
0: Yes, he is written by Jason Aaron, off by Kev Walker, uh, produced by Marvel Comics. One Million BC is directly tied into the Jason Aaron run of Avengers. Um, this is actually Thor's origin story. The moment, uh, yeah, exactly it's why the Phoenix is connected to him. It's why um, the Avengers 1 million fell apart, Mm -hmm. and it all ties to the birth of Thor. Um, It's actually really cool um, how they explain it without spoiling the book entirely. Again, another one-shot, but for anyone that reads Avengers, this is a must-have, because this will tie to his Avengers Assemble story uh, at the end of its run, Um, so it all matters, um, it's a really great book to check out. I think because it is, it's an add-on to Thor's Thor's origin and not a reboot. I mm-hmm. like it a lot better. Okay, so I was talking to uh Pete, and he's a big Thor fan, and he heard mm-hmm. about the whole Avengers, the thing with Avengers and and, and the Phoenix, and he's like, oh, they make her a mom. It's kind of stupid because it kind of recons the entire everything that led up to Thor now, you know, mm-hmm. and. Even I said the same thing when I was reading it in, in, in Aaron run. I was like, this is kind of weird um, that you have this story that mildly, not even mildly retcons or thing. Like, he's the son of the Phoenix Force. That means a lot more than you think, you know. Um, but no, they don't recon anything. It's a cool
1: add-on. Very much I mean, like- it's it's good that they didn't recon stuff because, damn, that'd be, be a big <laughs> one. But it is, you know, cool to think about.
0: Yeah, and again, it's a good add-on to his history, and the way they explain it, it's great. Um, And of course, what's great about the issue is that more of the 1 million BC rents are just talking, so you get to see more of their personality traits, which is really cool.
1: That's good, yeah. They only popped up, well, obviously, only in Aaron's run. I remember it was supposed to get like a like a mini-series or an ongoing that was supposed to coincide, but then it got shot down, right? No, it was just always supposed
0: to... So, there's always a route we thought... So. What we thought the storylines were gonna be was gonna be like um at the end of every arc was supposed Oh to similar like, to uh Snyder's Justice League. Right. It was supposed to be the like, end of a story mm-hmm. arc, one story about the one of the guys. At the end of arc a story about one of the other guys. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the guys. Um I think they just didn't do that because of story because of things like COVID, uh things like story flow, um uh, and events, it kind of it kinda of messes up your story like storyline. Yeah, it well. does for sure. So I think that's why they dropped the idea. I, I wouldn't be against the idea of them going back to it before the series wraps up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, doing a, you know they did Star Starbrand uh, issue. They did the, the, the Ghost Rider one. Um, I mean, Aaron might write the one where they do the, the History of the, the Wakanda book coming out. Mm-hmm. when They explore the history of every Black Panther. And might, he might write it in there, and that might be collected as a 1 million BC story.
1: Oh, that'd be cool. Um,
0: they did the Phoenix one. I think they did every one. Besides, I think they did everyone besides Odin and um, uh, Black Panther.
1: Actually, uh, I think so. Odin doesn't really need one, <laughs> right? Oh, well, uh, yeah. Because I'll take
0: he, one, but he doesn't need one. You right. know, like, you you don't need that one, but you can do all the other ones and collect mm. them. Like, if you think about it, there's six of them. There's five of them uh, plus the one million BC one shot.
1: Yeah, they'll collect them in trades.
0: Yeah, that's a cool like one million BC one million BC trade.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then finally, I'll talk about Jimmy's Little Bastards from Gough Ennis, uh, art by Russell Braun, and uh, produced by Aftershock Comics. Uh, it's a magazine-sized book. That's my only major complaint about this book. Um, it is, uh, and, and it's only three issues. Um, it's a sequel directly to Jimmy's Bastards, which is a raunchy version of James Bond. Nice.
1: Um,
0: Jimmy's Little Bastards is... Directly leads off with his daughter that's looking over his role as super spy, um, while he deals with some weird, weird pseudo freaky family history stuff mm-hmm. that's happening to him. Um, and then after that, it's it's the mystery of who's controlling the people that want to hunt down uh Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want it to be his weird son again <laughs> from the first <laughs> volume,
1: yeah.
0: Um, but again, like, if it, without reading like without reading Jimmy's Bachelor's Volume One. Reading Jimmy's Little Bastards, um, actually, it's kind of better um mm-hmm. it's just a cool story. It's a cool like, oh, this he has a as an ex spy who's kind of like retiring, and he has a bad relationship with his daughter, um and like she's now in, it's replaced him, and people are hunting him down. You know, you don't need to read the first one. I like that a lot. I like the idea where you don't yeah. have to read a whole before um i will mention shortly bear fighter 2 came out yeah i was about to talk about that
1: sure was bear fighter 2 let's go
0: so in this one he's talking about all the types of bears uh gummy bears the water bear um he they shrink him down to do things he works for the fuzz uh which is like they it's a whole department about um fighting bears the government is fighting bears um it's 5 2 is uh written by Jody uh Lep, and art by Neil uh Vendril and d Times Comics. Um it's funny, it's doofy. I like the fact when he's walked around naked, he's censored but you just get, they do the uh Anamai Pierre for the sound effects. Mm-hmm. Plap, plap, plap. plap. <laughs> it's, hitting his thighs, and it's the funniest shit.
1: Like a customer. Yeah, can dude. The first book is so good. I remember reading it when it first came out and I was like, Hell yeah. And when I saw that it getting announced, I was like, let's go. Was, it, was, it,
0: was it censored or no? Yeah, it was censored. Okay, I don't remember if it was censored or not.
1: Yeah, I mean, the censoring, obviously, it looks like a penis, but it's censored. Okay, that's why I wanted to hear yeah. like, I, I haven't got to check out two yet, obviously, yeah. but from what I can imagine, it's like, basically the just a penis with like that's made of squares, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, it's it opened up with
0: him finding gummy bears, like because he's he right, he's right. any bear thing. This yeah, year I, right. I had a
1: chance to meet uh to meet Jody Loop when I was uh, Comic Con I think a couple of years ago, and uh, I asked him about a sequel, and he was like, "No, there's nothing in the works right now, but I obviously want to continue it." Blah blah blah, and that was like four. That was like right when the book just finished and it was collected into trade. So probably you know twenty sixteen, probably twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. Uh, depending on how long the run was I think it was six issues but uh, dude I'm, he's he's such a funny dude and um, the artist was there too I believe I think it was a different one from this one I'm not positive though and uh, they had like shirtless bear fighter like a toy it was just so dumb so it was so cool so he yeah, it was good to talk to you. Good, good chat
0: oh yeah I can imagine
1: all these writers are pretty cool because they're all just kind of like I got to do something stupid and I love it so
0: very yeah good. And then I'll wrap it up, I'll spin it out with um Batman, really uh, Real, one one bad day written by Tom King, all by Mr. Gerard, produced by DC Comics. Uh, these will be a series of one shots. So I know Catwoman, Two Face, Penguin, all have
1: different one shots. Clayface I, has one too. Isn't like eight uh, of them?
0: Yeah, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the black label, are double size, so they're seven ninety nine. Um, they're not in canon, from what we found out reading. When I, I found out reading this issue.
1: Oh, okay. What happened? Oh, no. Tell me off camera, actually. Off mic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, it's, oh, it's just a, it's a really mystery story. Okay. It's a cool really mystery story, written by Tom King.
1: Yeah, with art right. by Mitch oh,
0: Yeah, it's like, literally, it's, if you like Strange Adventures, you'll like this. If you like Rorschach, you'll like this. If you mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, what the hell's the other thing? It's, uh... Span- Miss
1: Miracle?
0: Miss Miracle, you'll like this. You know, it's very much that. Um, okay. And it's one shot. It's out of canon. It's a fun, cool. Like, I like it, the one. The one knock, but it's also the one plus. Like, if you don't like Riddler, you're not gonna like the story. <laughs>
1: why is it just very, just like essence of Riddler, like nonsense? It's, a, it's a Riddler. He's the lead character. I mean, yeah. But... And it's it's not like it's it's not like Riddler, and then he oh he meets
0: Catwoman, the and then like oh whatever. No, it's it's a Riddler story. Interesting. So that's the whole thing about this. So that's why I was like, I was telling Sabrina, and I was like. Yeah,
1: it's a cool idea about this about these books. Like, if you have a favorite, like Batman villain, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for the Clayface one. I think there's also Mister Freeze one, so I'm like, right. in.
0: that's my whole thing. Like, if you're a fan of those characters, they're great buys. Mm-hmm. But if you're not a fan of these characters, like, why we'll pick up a, a story about Riddler?
1: Yeah, there's like a Penguin one and a Poison Ivy one or a Catwoman one. I don't, I'm like, eh, they should have made a
0: Penguin. I don't think they should have made a Poison Ivy one or a Catwoman one.
1: Yeah. Is this because yeah. they have ongoings now? Well, expand to a 12. But I can't wait to see how big this trade is going to be. Or like, the, cause if they're all double sizes, eight of them, it's going to be huge. Yeah, it's going to be massive. It's just going
0: to be one bad day.
1: It's going to be huge. Oh, Jesus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that is it for our new book corner, I guess. Yeah,
1: man. Yeah, the new book corner.
0: <laughs> Which is just like the pick of the week and stuff. Um, other things, you check out Lady Health and Dynamite Comics
1: came out this week
0: um i'll about me one more day one more day Just crash and troy crash and troy dude if you were, uh, that at that i thought about you i read it and i thought about
1: you immediately yeah well if shirtless bear fighter didn't come out this week that would have been my pick i was dying because i was like this is
0: actually really funny like this is a hunter book. yeah
1: i've been i've been keeping my eye on crash and troy for a bit it's coming out from wave blue world Yes. I think it's an ongoing It's one of their first that isn't straight to premiere, right? Yes. Very cool. Um, Hopefully, they do more of that. For Marvel this week, we have AXC, Death of the Mutants, Miss Marvel, and Moon Knight, Ultraman, The Mystery of Ultra 7. And, yeah, and- I was surprised you didn't want to talk about that. I saw that you chose for your pick of the week uh, yeah. Avengers 1 million. I was like, but Ultraman's out.
0: <laughs> I know. Um, because the only reason why they want to talk about because it, it's not new reader friendly. Of
1: like. <laughs> mm. If you, it only makes sense if you read the last series. I mean, Avengers 1 million isn't too new, reader friendly, but. No. Yeah. But it's still fun. It's an it origin issue. Uh, and then yeah. X Men Green came out. Oh, yeah. The one from um, the oh, Marvel yeah.
0: Unlimited yeah. stuff. Very cool. Uh, you spoke about Crash and Troy from Wave Blue. We have Entropy from Heavy Metal. Uh, Can it come delivered from Behemoth? Yeah, uh, it's written by Brian Murphy, my boy.
1: Was it is Brian it? Murphy or Burt Murphy? I sound like a showed uh, now. I have to check. Burt Murphy. <laughs> I sound like a prick. It's Brett, right? Uh, Brett, I'm yeah. sorry, Brett. I love you if you're listening. Uh, also, uh, it's Game of Thrones, but with an unlimited budget because it's a comic book. Well, it's also based off the video game. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a game that came out a couple years ago. called Kingdom and come deliverance. Behemoth picked up a bunch of game IPs, and this was one of the first ones. He loosely talked about it, I think, on the interview I did with him. And I'm sorry I called you Brian. I just There's a Brian Murphy who's a comedian. I get confused. So, yeah, Brett, if you're listening, I love you. Congrats on Paranormal Hitman. Congrats on this. Yeah, like that I didn't know. Uh,
0: and then finally, uh, true,
1: true Cliff. Uh, it's Oh, True Cult. Yeah, it's All True Cult, Vs. but with Vs. Did you not oh, figure that out? No, I just figured it out. <laughs> Come on.
0: Okay, I was like, what the hell is this book? Someone had, had emailed us. I was like, oh, hey, I want to pull this book. I'm like, cool. And I'm like, I don't know how to pronounce it. I didn't know that was True Cult. Yeah,
1: it's True Cult with Vs. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. It's cool, though. It's, it's a got of, a Liana Casagas on the art, and she's yeah. been doing a bunch of covers. It's cool. Like It reminds me of Clerks, but then like the twist at the end is
0: what makes it. Yeah, good to know. I'm excited for that one too. Yeah, that was fun. So that is the end of our book corner, and that is the end of our show.